it was very painful physically, but I loved it. After, you loved it? Afterwards, I, I wanted more. So I think it was sort of instilled in me from when I was very young. So even running through the night, wasn't, it wasn't such a challenge the first time around. It's getting near now. There's no turning back. I cannot disappoint. I want to do it even for myself. For me, at least personally, it's the best thing ever mentally to just be running with no, no music, no sounds, and just listening to your, your shoes hit the concrete. I love it. Jiena kelli raġus ordwej, naħdem fuq il-televizjoni wanka fil-media soċjali. Passjoni kbira l-fitness u dakkollu li jistajjena biex inħossuna tajbin mentalment u fizikament. Dakkollu li nitallem, nirriċerka u nistaqsi, serin kunet nidiskutih ma' professionisti u nizbe esperienzi li serjatuna odda li nistaw nużaw biex nejxu ħajjitna blaħjar mod possibli. Izzel milkom nil-għakom al-podcast iħor reboot fejn naħna niprovaw nitkellmu ma' professjonisti niltaqaw ma' nis interessanti nis ta' ispirazzjoni illi mbeta nisimaw l-istoria taħħom niġu motivati għana ċelinġis kulħati jaddi minnu maħna f'dan il-podcast niprovaw nuħol u natu tip staftit odda tal-li wieħet jista' juza fiċ-ċelinġis tal-ħajja ta' kuljum jina nemmen ħafna fil-fitness, nemmen ħafna fil-nutrition, nemmen ħafna bħafna fariet kif taħfu fil-qari fil-cold exposure u kem nista n-intervista n-nies illi jistaw jalmuna iktar jina tallimt ħafna sissaw u biħsiebni jagilma minni t-kompli n-tallim u bipieċir gbir il-lum n-l-amana l-Stephen Samut Nurminen Finance Manager, Accounting u Fitness Trainer Stephen Maruf pala Ultra Distance Runner lewe l-avventura gbira kienet fejn qasam malta t-l-darbit fis-ħana u l-umdita t-assajf għara dik kellu iktar avventuri u serin siru nafu iktar l-Stephen kif jiex għal-fejn jidri dawn il-distanzi u tajjib il-lenajdu illi d-dan il-podcast u għarrekordjat għabell matelaq għal-avventura uħra. Iġifir il-luf dan il-podcast għankunu għet nistaqsuħdu għar l-emozjonijiet, duħar minx xaddej, l-ħsibijiet tijaw, għabell ma jimura liħu, bat forsi iktar tarti konna x-xorti li nerġaw n-intervistaw għara li kuna għamel din il-ħaġa għbira laħaj għamel laħana jidu l-konfuqa. Kif inti, Stifi? Thank you first of all for the invite. As I mentioned just not long ago when we spoke, it's great what you're doing. Um, thank you. Giving thank a bit of a platform to health and fitness in Malta. So, thank you. Thank I you. try. I try. Thank you. Great job. I'm very grateful to you that you have been able to do the post. No, I'm very grateful to you that you have been able to do the post. Okay, I'm very grateful to you that you have been able to do the post. I'm very grateful to you that you have Kif kont inti meta kont zajr? Kont sportif? Yes, I've always been into sports. So I played basketball for 20 years. I was quite committed to it as well. So I formed part of the national team as well when I was younger. So I've always had a bit of a sports background. And then running, in fact, it's funny because when you play a team sport, running is normally taught to you as a punishment. So, you know, if you don't do this properly, you go run, you know, um, drill. So um, I was always, it was instilled in me that to sort of hate running. Um, so I really don't know how I flipped the switch there, but it just happened suddenly, uh, just a few years ago, in fact, 
during COVID. Um, you started running. I started running. When That's it. Julian, but you retired from basketball. I had already, I had already not been playing basketball for two years up to COVID. And then basically the pandemic hit. And as you know, we were sort of confined to indoor space. How did your running start? Gradually, for in the beginning, for example, you can't start running consistently nearly almost every day I was doing it and then running longer distances happened by accident so the plan was to train for marathons when I started running so that's what that's the goal I had in mind but then it it didn't really sort of light that fire inside of me I, I enjoyed it but with the, when it came to the training for marathons it was very routine and if you want to reach a certain goal, especially if you're going to run a marathon or half marathon or any race, you need to have like a fixed training schedule, a fixed routine. I've never been really good with following a routine. I'm more of the kind of person who will just get out and do what I feel like doing at that moment. So I just, from one day to another, decided to get into ultra running. Um, that's a different discipline. It's a discipline in itself. Very true, but at least when it comes to ultra running, you're not really running for time. You're running for distance, you know, as long as you finish the, the race um, or the run in this case. So even training, although you need to put in a lot of hours of training, I, I put my own schedule in place, my own training plan. So it was something sort of that I was happy with doing and that I looked forward to rather than having a fixed routine that I would need to follow. So give update to Bni at this time, Again, like I said, happened by accident. So there was one time where I ran from one side of Malta to the other, it's around 36 kilometers. It was just for fun, one night. Um, and then a friend of mine suggested trying it twice. So we did a bit of preparation between us. In fact, there was another friend involved. They were at their car, they followed me just to make sure that I was okay, because I'd never run that distance before. And I managed it, it was around 72 kilometers. And then they came up with the idea, obviously, let's go further. Okay. Bishtamil distance, but quasi a yeah. How do you deal with the pain and the soreness? Uh, that was very painful, actually. I'm sure it was. It was, I think, the most painful run that I've done to date, more than Sicily last year, in the sense that I didn't have the right running. I knew nothing about running, so I didn't have the right running shoes on. Okay. I didn't have uh, any, you know how runners put Vaseline for chafing and all of that? I didn't have any of that, so I had very bad chafing. Um, so it was very painful physically, but I loved it. You loved it. Afterwards, I wanted more. So. Exactly. First, you did 36, then you did 72. So, you didn't sleep if you did it during the night. Exactly. How no. did you How did you deal with the sleep deprivation? Um, I've always, before running, I've always been someone who doesn't sleep so much. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but 
because um, I, I like to preach that obviously sleep is very important. And, and don't get me wrong, if my body tells me that I do need sleep, I listen and I take how many hours I need. So I don't force myself not to sleep. It's just that since I was, since I was young, even a teenager, I was always the type of person up early the next day uh, where my friends would actually sleep in. So I think it was sort of instilled in me from when I was very young. So even running through the night, wasn't, it wasn't such a challenge the first time around. I mean, obviously I was tired physically, even mentally at a point because I had never done something like that. But I don't think it was such a shock that it would have been if I was someone who would like to get their seven or eight hours of sleep. Okay, Issa, Mela, I'm into 72 hours. And then you took t- things further. Yes. Walk us through how you decided to do it. Um, <laughs> yes, it was just a few months after, actually. So I had done the 72 around April, and I went for the 110, so across Malta three times in July. During... But that was the first official run, Exactly. so we had to prepare more for this. It was... As you said, it was like sort of an official run, so there was a lot more preparation behind it. Um, More pressure, obviously, as well. Um, It wasn't just me running at night for fun. And luckily, I had a couple of friends supporting me as well in the background, so we did a bit of planning between us. Um, Training just continued as usual. Again, I had no idea at that point how to train or what to train. For me, at that point, what it was all about was getting out, running every day until I couldn't run anymore. And it's, the, it's now looking back, obviously, it's the wrong way of doing it. But at that time, that, that was my training. Just run every day and run as much as you can. I managed up until that point, but then uh, further along, after the, the run across Malta three times, it started to take its toll on my, on my body. Of so, course. Ima, how was the run itself? Came here at 100? 110 in 12 oh hours. 110 and 12 hours, mm. tough shit tight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you really insult light on Zilt, for example, in Malta? Exactly, from one, from Berzebuja to Chirkawa. Issa, the fact that, for example, in Berzebuja, light to Chirkawa, tough lie on the Zilch loop, Sohra. That was tough. How how do you deal with that? The, the, do you talk to yourself, for example, Stuza? It's a, it's a mix of things. It's a very good question, actually. Um, <laughs> I normally start off listening to music, but then what happens is the mind knows that a, a song is around four or five minutes long. I do that as well. There we go. I do that as well. So your mind starts to tell you only four minutes have passed after a song. So then I shift to a podcast normally because I have no idea at what point the podcast is. And then I switch between podcasts and listening to nothing. So I, I mix it up between the two. Especially at night time, it, for me, at least personally, it's the best thing ever mentally to just be running with no, no music, no sounds, and just listening to your, your shoes hit the concrete. I love it. Uh, it's very meditative. Um, exactly. And so. you, I'm sure you shift through thoughts, the difference from a skilled ultra runner and the new runner is that you adapt your mind to different situations. different How do you prepare for that? Um, <laughs> I guess the way I do it at least is 
Um, I, at night time, especially during my training period, when I'm preparing for a run, I like to just switch off at night. So no mobile phone, no nothing. Sometimes I, I try to meditate as well. Um, just listen to maybe something uh, very light in the background. And I just lie there for half an hour. Sometimes I might uh, set a bit of a romantic atmosphere for myself as well, light some candles. And I just think about the worst case scenarios. So this way, at least when they do happen, it won't be such a shock. And I find that it actually does work. You can't prepare for the unexpected. So there's always going to be something that comes up that you wouldn't have thought of. But at least, you know, um, preparing for certain scenarios that you are sort of aware are going to happen at least eliminates uh, more obstacles than you would normally face. So, Your second big run then was in Sicily. Last it year. was planned to be how long? 365 kilometers over Even two and a half days. from 100. How did you decide to go to Triple. Triple. <laughs> how did you decide um, to, to go for that? I think we, we mentioned the idea of doing Malta four or five times, but I really wasn't keen on doing that because I, I was, my, my, in my opinion was, you know, how many times am I going to keep running across Malta? And then someone threw the crazy idea out there of Sicily. Uh, as we know, Fabio has done Sicily, Neil has swam to Sicily. So I guess that's why Sicily came to mind um, for them. And I really liked the idea and the challenge that came with it. And I said, let's let's go for it. And how did you train differently? It was completely different. This time I needed a plan. And getting back to, to what we started with, I needed a bit of a routine then in this case. So I had to shift my mindset as well. Um, you know, it wasn't just running. Before to run across Malta, I was just running. I wasn't focusing on any other training, uh, any mobility work, no core, no strength training. So a lot of people think that it's just running, but there's so much work that goes on in the background. So I've sort of had to put everything together and build a, a proper program. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm like difference. Massive difference in terms of injuries, um, preparation, of course, um, even duration, how, how long I can go on in the run. Daniel podcast, well bees loyalty scheme spend 50 euro and receive 3 euro cash back or 400 bonus points spend 100 euro and choose between 7 euro cash back 1000 bonus points 3 packets of water or 5 bottles of soft drinks double points when purchasing Carrefour products download our loyalty app and redeem your points for vouchers and cash back find more price drops at Wellbees supermarket Red Elmar, frott il-baħar b'toma unika għal-kull staġun, f'kontenituri faċli biex jinfetħu. Red Elmar, Red Elmar frott il-baħar ta' kwalita superiuri għal-kull ħat. Variety is the spice of life. When it comes to cheese, we're all after quality, taste and variety. If it's cheese, it's Fjord di Vita. Why believe the hype when you can taste it? The Pepsi Taste Challenge is making its way to Malta. But can your taste buds handle it? There's only one way to find out. Take two sips from two mystery cups and tell us which one tastes better for you. Take the challenge.
and follow your taste. The Kolyosh Greek yogurt has a natural, gentle, and creamy taste. It is a high-protein, refreshing snack. Kolyosh Authentic Greek Yogurt. Baroness is a low-in-fat, lactose-free cheese, which is rich in calcium and natural milk protein. Baroness is made from Austrian pasteurized milk. Keeping you healthy, Baroness. Gulon, a selection of sugar-free biscuits. And what happened in Sicilimbat? A lot of things, um, but I think the biggest two challenges were one, the heat. We were right in the middle of a heat wave. Um, in fact, there were weather warnings when we we're entering one town to the other. The team that were with me, they were getting weather warnings on the mobile phone not to enter the town. It was that hot. I've, I've run in Malta in July, in August, and I love running in the heat okay. during midday. But in Sicily, it was a different kind of heat. It's, it's, so, it's very strong. So, the pressure of the race, I think, is that mental battles, am I doing this? Am I doing this? At that point, yes. Um, but in, in my, funnily enough, mentally, even the guys that were there with me, they had said when we decided to stop that mentally I was still 100%. And I was actually surprised as well. We had to stop because physically I couldn't continue. I think there's a fine line between pushing yourself and then overdoing it. And I think if I continued to run anymore, I probably would not have been able to run for at least a few months or, or longer. You know, like, if I stick, I don't know if I'm going to story, but if I stick, it's very interesting. Litigi, Alish, Mino Sportif, High FM, Kemigbir, Al Hajaliamilt. It's not easy. It's not. To, it's, to stop. Discutate a manilo call. It's not easy. It's very. I shouldn't just go and prepare it. It's called a team. Tia, coek. But you have to be really brave. The right story at a shahat. Fein intitid decision la hiar al sahtek. Okay, fatait intiki koma hachid decisioni and probably ma konch hatamel istadili jaya. Very possible. Very likely. So, um, but you had to stop after how many kilometers? Two hundred and forty-three. If I'm sure. So, <laughs> it was still a long <laughs> distance. <laughs> it was, we, we almost had to stop at 40. And that would have been a real, for me, that would have been uh, quite a failure in the sense that I think that would have been 100% on me because I didn't prepare any nutrition for the run. Uh, so that's another thing as well, which I've been working on. I literally took up, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I literally took up 20 or 30 boiled eggs with me some salt and gels. And when the team had no idea, when we got to Sicily and they saw what my nutrition was, they were shocked. So at around 40 kilometers with the heat and all, I was, I was completely drained. Uh, but luckily they called a nutritionist based here in Malta and she saved me. She improv like that to improvise and put a plan in place immediately. I followed that plan on the hour, every hour. Uh -huh. had, it, had it not been for that, I would have had to so stop. So you had to eat while running? That's it. Which was a huge thing as well, because if you're not used to it, yeah, exactly. it's quite a sacrifice to do, yeah. but, you, you, but you managed. I managed, um, thankfully, as in it went really well with nutrition. Okay. Uh -huh. So. But now it's a different story. Now it's different. Now we're prepared. 
I have a whole buffet ready for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so nutrition now, we're, we're good there. How many kilometers are you going to co- trying to cover? On this one now, uh-huh. 365 again. 365. The same. So you plan the route from before. It's, well. a, it's a whole lot of planning. You have a team. Can you explain to us about the work sure. behind this? Of course. Um, so as you said, the route, that's something else we hadn't planned last year as well. We just knew point A and point B. So basically there's six um, members in the team besides other people who help me out as well on the ground here with planning and, and uh-huh. organizing everything. Uh, we've had to plan the route from before. I think that's very important this time. We got lost a couple of times last year because we hadn't planned the route. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that, there's a nutrition side to it as well in the background. I've been doing uh, physio sessions every week, weekly as well for the last few months. So that's been a big part of it as well. Um, as I mentioned as well, strength training. So also the physiotherapist has given me a program to follow at home. So I've also had to, to do that. Um, and then also there'll be two or three people coming up who are there for my morale. Uh, to navigate as well, to drive from one side to the other, um, and just to be the all-round support and do some running as well with me. And traffic terminally, the confidence and training and preparation So I'm sure now it feels different. True. Um, I, I agree as in I take last year's as a learning curve if we don't try we'll never know how far we can go Mela. not just with running with everything Mela. so I'm really grateful that we tried it last year otherwise I don't think I'd be in the position to to go mm. for it again this year physically have to be strong but to me you have to be much more stronger mentally for sure definitely what treat records i've always been very competitive like i said i played basketball for 20 years but there was a shift between being competitive with others to being competitive with myself and that's the shift that i've learned to to make um and it's it's might sound easy but it's really not because i think once something is instilled within you it's very difficult to change it but i've had to change my whole mindset there and rather than thinking okay what is he doing or what is she doing i just had to learn to focus on myself and just do better than I had done previously. So that's my motivation. Team sport, sport, Most of the hours are by myself, um, especially the long runs late at night. I'll be alone running, so... For this one in particular, four to six hours a day. So I'm up every day between four and half past four in the morning because I have a job as well to do. Exactly. And that takes around 10 to 14 hours of my day minimum. Um, so then I have four to six hours of training to get in, not just running, but like I said, everything coupled together. So then luckily, like I said, I don't need much sleep. I, I sleep three to four hours a night. And then I have a couple of hours to Fantastic. give my dog some attention and and you know just relax a bit but that that's my life and 
I don't see it as a sacrifice though because e I love it. Of course, there are times where, especially in winter, although I love running in the rain uh, when it's cold and I wouldn't feel like going out for a run. But I know that if I do that run, I feel 10 times better than if I go out for a run when I actually feel like. So that's my sort of push to get out and get it done. So is it going to be 60 hours to do it. So all of Saturday, all of Sunday, and then 12 hours on Monday. But something that struck me was that you have to sleep a bit in between. Mm. I think the trick is not to get too comfortable. So um, you need to obviously take some short naps to just re-energize. Um, but it is, it is challenging sometimes. But they do help you. They do. They do. Even last year, in fact, before what happened physically the longest nap I had was 20 minutes up until that point I slept on a driveway in fact on the concrete and that's why I'm saying I think it's the trick is not to get too comfortable and I think if you need the sleep you're going to sleep anywhere without any problems uh-huh. those 20 minutes make all the difference it felt like I had been sleeping for hours when I woke up I felt like a completely different person <laughs> Jiena m'għandix esperjenza daqs ekkon m'għandix esperjenza tal-meritin, imma li nafu kont jiena f'moħħi kont ngħid, jiena ma nistax nieqaf et olkos għax jekk nieqaf, meta nerġa' nibda niġri, il-pain huwa kbir. U tħossek int immaġinajn. So you feel very sore to get started. Yes, yes. In fact, normally I would walk the beginning. Exact. Just to get back into it. Thankfully there's going to be a physiotherapist as well there, so He'll work his magic and get uh-huh. me going a bit quicker than, than I normally would. Uh-huh. But it is painful to, okay. you know, stop, especially if you lie down. You don't want to get back up onto your feet. It's, it's very challenging. But um, once you get going, then... It, it, you'll go. You go. Yeah, but this moment is a bizarre. It's getting near now. There's no turning back. I cannot disappoint. I want to do it even for myself. Self-doubt always kicks in, you know, exactly. once in a while. It's normal. it's normal, part of life with everything we do. So I've had those moments. But like I said, I, I just, I love running. Um, I really enjoy it. So I'm look, I look so forward to it. So you're looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see how far I can go. Um, That's it. That's very important. Um, soup kitchen. Did soup kitchen? Soup kitchen. it gives it more meaning. It and it, it gives and you a boost and galilek. It, it, um, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for mental health. So I always try to do something tied to mental health. And if you see the stats when it comes to homelessness, mental health plays a huge part in that. So this is why the connection with Soup Kitchen. I did something for them last December. We raised around 800 meals. Wow. And now I'm hoping to raise around 2000 meals for them this time. And that's it adds to the motivation, as you said. Knowing that I'm doing something for someone else makes me want to 
make sure that I do my best even more. So. running. I would say so. I think, I think it's fine to be addicted to anything fitness-wise, as long as you don't cross that line of, first of all, doing harm to your body. And like I said, I had been there when I had no idea of the the training involved. So I was reaching that that point. You're prepared now, you're fully, you'll be fully equipped, you're trained and everything, but this will still take a huge toll on your body. Yes. How do you, how will you deal with it after, Sipo, to recover? That's another very good question because <laughs> last year it took a huge toll on me uh, mm-hmm. physically and then even mentally. So it took me a few months to get back into a routine and I was, I was exhausted, I was drained. So it's, I think, as important as it is to have a plan in place before and during, it's more important to have a plan in place for after you do something. So um, I already have a plan in place with someone to do some work after the run. I'm glad. Um, and to, you know, do some sessions. So that's, that's very important as well. Anna. Hankuroni support yauk. Hankuroni zegbuku hanipravani sheriau kemnista uhali hafnanesi kuniafo. Shatamel dan il podcast haikuneti der wara. I'm a Stephen Hayek. Pase years go hatkuneti stoutarau il pages tiau o dan il podcast go haispira il hafnanes. Vera, thank you. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Ta anka yena hatpechiri li sayera rey so sipthin bishtiji yau neku kol. Imanabs go lafnanes hado pechiri yisimauk. Proset hafna. Thank you. Wasana fitwim ta podcast tihor. Pasol donaidil kom dan il podcast tistaw sibohu Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, YouTube, u sibu diversi podcast fejna netkelmu hafnanes. Ima deja mandu xiaqsam mal well-being o mal mental well-being, physical well-being. Dejem li pruvaw nispiraw lil xurxin. Bix nejxu ħajja ħjar. Graċa ħafna tal-ikontu maħna u nil-taqo podcast tijħol.